0: and welcome to Risky Business's coverage of OSERT's 2011 conference. I'm Patrick Gray. Microsoft was kind enough to sponsor Risky Business's coverage of AusCert's 2011 conference and as a part of that sponsorship arrangement, we're doing these sponsored podcasts. Just general chats with uh, Microsoft people about security issues. In this interview, we're chatting with Microsoft Australia's Chief Security Advisor, Stuart Strathdee about the effect the PlayStation Network breach has had on the outlook that large organisations have on security issues in general. As you'll hear, Stuart says that a lot of security projects that had been on the back burner are now being brought forward. I hope you enjoy it.
1: The thing that... um keeping them up at the moment it's definitely there's a lot of talk about the the PSN issue um and the outage there um uh, and it really does have uh customers spooked you know we've got a lot of people that are pulling projects off the back burners and um you know wanting to re-fire up those conversations
0: and chat to us again about uh, their, their concerns well, it's kind of funny, uh, I think, because the PSN thing really has kicked security into the public's consciousness lately. Uh, the thing that I find funny about that is that it's a consumer problem. It's you know, it's 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 just something that's affected a consumer network. Whereas Heartland, a couple of years back, actually affected more credit card numbers. It was a bigger disaster in, uh, from that point of view. But I guess because this is an entertainment network that, that a lot of people actually like diddling around with it's all of a sudden become this massive massive issue i mean it's it's a bit weird isn't it Yeah, and I think
1: the other interesting thing is because it's been a a sustained outage, um, it hasn't been um, just, I suppose, it's more tangible because the the network has stayed down and it's not been accessible rather than when it's just information disclosure, people, it's less tangible, you can't touch it, their information's out there and until their credit card actually gets hit or something along those lines, then it's harder for them to, I suppose, get their head around than when they see they actually can't log into a system.
0: Now, do you think it's the fact that this PSN thing has come hot on the heels of the, of the breach at RSA? I mean, do you think that's a factor as well? I mean, you've had RSA and you've also had that big uh, sort of EC2 outage at Amazon.
1: Yeah definitely so I think what we've seen is a chain of events so people were a little bit unnerved certainly um, the RSA thing um, grabbed a lot of people's attention and it's made people review um, you know that technology and then we had the EC2 stuff and now with PSN also having it so you've had a bit of a, a perfect storm if you like um, but the the funny thing is is that Everyone assumes, certainly the the customers that I've spoken to, they assume that everyone else is doing security so much better. And so I think there's a lot of, you hear a lot of comments about, well, if it could happen to them, then we must be vulnerable as well. And so I think that's really what's driving the motivation to, you know, start looking at older projects and start looking at some of the problems they might have.
0: So what sort of projects are we talking about here? What sort of stuff is being brought forward? So the the interesting thing is that
1: um, information rights management, IRM stuff, that's really um, what... 12 months ago, that wasn't really top of mind. Uh, There was still a lot of, you know, um, edge protection, that sort of thing. Uh, But with these sorts of disclosures, people are really starting to look at IRM stuff in a lot more depth. And they're thinking about how to actually protect the information, even if, you know, the database does go outside the company or even, you know, if a document um, does find its way elsewhere. Uh, how am I going to lock it down and that sort of thing? So it's a bit of a, a bit of a mindset shift as well that I've seen in current conversations.
0: So, I mean, information rights management, that's sort of like, you know, Microsoft DLP kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, I mean, that's not really going to help you when you're dealing with a transactional-based system like the PSN. I mean, it's, it's, it seems a funny thing to bring forward, to be honest. Or is it just that's what? Kind of people were planning to bring forward and they're just moving forward with whatever security program they had on the books. Yeah, so when I said the customers have been spooked, you know,
1: they're, they're looking at a whole range of their um, security issues. And so um, a lot of the projects that we might have been talking about or a lot of the things that were sort of nice to have, um, I think they're going back and they're really re firing up the debate about a whole range of different technologies. So that's not. certainly that's not the only conversation that we're having Um, but it does seem to be a more popular one than it had been 12 months ago
0: yeah it's funny because i mean microsoft has pushed this stuff previously like it's stuff that first came up a couple of years ago and you know i think there was there was an expectation there was going to be some takeoff there it hasn't quite happened yet though has it
1: No, and, you know, there's a lot around um, identity management that has sort of held that back. Uh, And in all of our big customers, you know, everyone struggles with identity management. Well,
0: it's also doing... It's the crypto side of it, isn't it? It's doing all the key distribution, which has been a problem in PKI for, ooh, forever. Exactly. How many, you know, really big
1: corporates don't... Well, how many actually have just one PKI infrastructure? Like, I very very few from my experience normally you walk in and there might be three four sometimes you know low teens <laughs> which is scary so yeah there's, there's all those other projects that you know you've got to line them all up before you can get into IRM type stuff really effectively but um, I suppose a lot of those projects that were given a lower priority, suddenly, uh, you know, from the customers I'm talking to at the moment, these events of recent times have really, I suppose, shaken them a little bit and they're
0: starting to increase the priority on those uh, those things and we'll talk about them. See, I would have thought it would have been something like WikiLeaks that would have shaken them up and gotten them looking at, like, you know, that type of approach because it's all about, you know, locking content so that it can't... Well, you know, in theory, it can't be used elsewhere, but um, you know, this other stuff—it just doesn't. I, I don't know why they're making those connections, to be honest. So the the WikiLeaks thing is also commonly
1: mentioned. So yeah. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. Uh, but I suppose the 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 WikiLeaks thing and the the discussions that I've had. Um, most people think that they've got a pretty good um, understanding of their staff and a pretty good understanding of how to deal with you know the wild card employee that goes a bit feral and and you know i think in a lot of organisations, there's a little bit of a false sense of security that they've got a lot of that stuff under control. So even though WikiLeaks at a really senior management level has always been a, it's a topic of conversation, I think seeing some of these other things has really um, shaken the tree in some other areas. And so they're, they're bundling it all together and you know wanting to talk more about, well, we
0: need to bring this forward or we need to bring that forward. So I suppose it really is the case that everyone's just one bad day away from you know, pulling a Manning. <laughs> You'd hope that <laughs> the
1: companies have got a bit more invested in people. I'd hope it's more than one day. But yeah, I mean,
0: you just never know. It's, it's tough. <laughs> it is tough, isn't it? Do you reckon we're going to see more of these sort of high profile uh, uh, attacks this year? Because it really does seem to be the year that the big names are getting roasted. Uh, I wish I had a
1: crystal ball. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been a little bit surprised at the rapid pace at which a few of these things have um, sort of come together. Uh, but, you know, these things come in waves, so I'm hoping that, you know, we're on the backside of that wave. <laughs> we're just watching it crash on the shore. And, um, yeah,
0: I, I, I'd expect things would hopefully settle down. <laughs> but, you must be very relieved that uh, it wasn't the Xbox network, right? Personally, I think um, we know how to do security a little bit better. <laughs> oh, mate, you know, we're going to have to take your photo and we're going to put that on a T-shirt if the Xbox network ever actually gets owned. I'm not
1: saying that it, it can't happen. It can
0: happen to anyone. Uh,
1: but, look, I mean, the the expertise that we've poured in there, we've made a huge investment. So I'm, my, my hope is that it's uh, a lot more secure than... Um, You know what's happened in uh, some other (laughs) organisations recently. (laughs) We're just trying our best to protect customers' data, so and we do that across
0: everything. It's not just Xbox. Stuart Strathy, thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Thanks, Patrick.